Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. I think that this world, it needs men that are willing to make the hard call. Central Maine's best comics podcast, by default. Ain't no thing like me, except me. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Matt's coming. No. When do we start? Hey, welcome back. It's August. Yeah, that's how the passage of time works. Oh, it was August last week, too. Uh, Shit. Just still keeps trucking into August. Well, I mean, in the summer show bingo day of the week, we had another one today, Monday. We've done Mondays. Uh, but have we done one this summer? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know to tell you. also don't know if people know it's a Monday. Well, I mean, whatever day it is where you are, have a good one. <laughs> Great. Hey, guess what I watched this week? Uh, Star Trek Brave New World. Well, yeah, that's for later in the show. Or Strange New World, rather. Yeah. Oh, not Brave New World. That's different. It's like the Brave Brave Little Toaster. Well, I didn't watch that either. Oh. Uh, the joke here is actually nothing. I watched nothing new. Oh, okay. I guess if you want, unless there's Futurama, which I'm still enjoying. There we go. That's the the new hot ticket for me. Well, considering I've, it's been, what, three days since I've seen you and we've done a show, I didn't really give you a lot of time to do anything new. Yeah. We watched Back to the Future. Oh, so good. I want to see the musical. Yeah, I was hoping I was going to get to um, do that this week, but no. just timing did not work no, in my it didn't. favor. Well, there's always there's always another time. Whatever. That doesn't matter. <laughs> All right. So we're going to dive into the show. What do we got this week? Time codes are listed down below if you hmm. want to jump around. Yes. We got the news of the week. As opposed to just regular news, it's the news of the week. Yeah, it's important stuff. Oh, oh very important stuff. Yeah, I see six lines. No, it's five. There's five lines of news. Quiet, you. <laughs> Sports reports. Weird comics facts. Couple of reviews. Going to be talking the finale of Strange New World Season 2. Also, uh, from a few years back, the Batman versus Teenage Ninja Turtles movie and your questions. Is it the question that I was supposed to answer last week? No. Oh, it's a different question now? Yeah. Okay. We're moving on. Okay, so we're not doing the character you hate question? Might. I don't know. Oh, okay. Just not this week? Got lost in the ether of the email now. Oh, ooh, the ether of the email. I hate when that happens. So we're going to move on from there. Somewhere in the cloud. I don't back stuff up on the cloud. Uh, isn't everything just the cloud now? I don't trust any of that stuff. They keep on telling me, like, you need to sign. This has been going on for quite a while. How wild are clouds, like, in real life? Pretty normal. But, I mean, just the, the thought of a cloud. It's crazy. It's a big ball of water in the air. What's wrong with you? A lot. <laughs> Can move on from there to the news. Brought to you by Cloud Talk. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. All kinds of stuff happened this week. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. Don't lie. <laughs> uh, definitely starting to feel the um, the doldrums of the strike. It's like, what's happening? Something. When's it happening? Eventually, but it's probably being pushed back. Sounds about right. You know, like, we haven't even really talked about like things getting pushed back. You know what we did miss, though? I'll add a story, because it's now like two weeks old. Oh, okay. What do we miss? How many reshoots Aquaman has gone through? A lot. Three different rounds. Oh, my. For Aquaman 2. Keep in mind, the first Aquaman is the highest grossing DC movie ever. It was over a billion. Yeah. The reason behind all these reshoots are all the different regime changes there have been at DC since this movie was in production. Literally one new one for every regime, and it's going to go back for a fourth. Oh. Yeah, they're not doing well with the DC movies. Did you see the projected box office for Blue Beetle? It's not good. It's under $20 million. I mean, to be fair, I'm not going to see it until it's on max. Yes, well, same here, but still, for a movie that costs nine figures to make, yeah. the fact that they're going to gross their opening weekend box office is going to be under $20 million, not they, good. They were also originally just going to dump it on max. Probably would have saved them a lot of money. Yeah, I, I don't know. But they uh, couldn't give us Batgirl. No. 
Unless someone leaks it, those hopes are good and dead. Well, I don't like that, but whatever. Yeah, no, Blue Beetle is not projected to perform well. Um, It kind of just, and I know this isn't how you should judge a movie, but it's kind of in that middle ground in between like DC regimes, so I'm not that interested in it. Just kind of generic. Which I, which I know sounds bad. Like, you should be able to, like, judge, like, you know, a thing on its own and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, like, I'm not that excited. About, I think it looks fine, but I'm not that excited about it. And now that it's kind of, like, weirdly disconnected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear, I feel it. And it just looks kind of, I mean, generic overall. Yes, I understand what you're saying. So, yeah, I've, I'll eventually watch it on streaming when I have to pay zero extra dollars for it. Assuming streaming costs don't go up if the strike is resolved in it. Well, Disney and Hulu are going up. Oh. After less than a year at their current prices. Awesome. Yeah, I know. Don't you love it? Things that actually happened this week. Writer-director uh, Charlie Kaufman came out. Speaking of um, Blue Beetle and big budget movies. Oh, boy. Look, it's uh, you probably know this guy best from doing uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Good movie. But he's done a lot of stuff that's always a little bit kind of like out there and a little bit weird and definitely is doing his own thing. And I'm not going to go through the entire quotes because it was pretty lengthy, but he basically called every big studio movie garbage that's being done with like done solely for profit and lazy writing, just like rebooting like these big budget things over and over and over again. It's kind of a lukewarm rehash take of what Martin Scorsese was saying. I mean, he's not wrong. No, but is every thing like commercial like commercial and good no it's it's a lot of bad for like commercial or a lot of generic and he also blamed the audience he's like you've been fed this diet for so long you just accept it yes of crap but at the end of the day the studios are in the business of doing what not making movies making money yeah i generally fall under the umbrella of most things that come out whether it's movies television book whatever most of the stuff you're going to forget about almost immediately or not, if like not forget about per se, but you'll never revisit it. Never like it's not going to strike you. And there's only going to be a few things from every era that are like, oh, yeah, that that was elevated. That was higher up. That's the kind of stuff I was going for, which isn't untrue of, I think, any period of time as far as things being released. That's fair. I think it's that is an astute observation and one that I can support. The difference now is we just get a lot all the time. It's true. There's a there's more available than there ever has been. Yeah. And saturation. I, I don't think there's a greater amount rising to the top or sinking to the bottom. I think the percentages probably stay around the same. No, it's the bell curve, right? Like it's just a bigger middle to the bell curve. Like you're gonna have a wider bell curve, which means you're gonna have more crap. Everything's gonna kinda be in the middle and you still have your good like really good on either end, so uh, Ahsoka had a new teaser, which confirmed the return of Hayden Christensen. I'm for it. Let's get some Anakin. Anakin Skywalker. Let's get some Anakin in there. Give him, again, I thought he was excellent in the Obi-Wan series. Give him some good writing and some some direction with his character. What I like so much about that Obi-Wan series, how they went, how are we going to make him look 20 years younger? Or not. We're just, it's just going to be him. Yeah. Just him. Mm-hmm. He, he still looks youthful enough, I guess. Must be nice. So, I mean, this will, I mean, the speculation is that this will lead to flashbacks because the character speaking is Anakin Skywalker, not Darth Vader, like in the Clone Wars. So I imagine we're probably going to get some flashbacks. I've had flashbacks before. To that era. Would you go to Nam? Nope. No, I, I did not. It's called nostalgia, I think, when you get to my age. <laughs> okay. Uh, not the horrors of war. No, no, not the horrors of war. But yeah, so, you know, presume, I mean, he, we know he's at least a voice. I'd imagine he's going to be doing more than just a voice. And we've never yeah. seen the Clone Wars kind of era in live action. So that'd be, you know, its own fun little thing. And well, Hay- Attack of the Clones didn't work for you for... I'm just... Well, not when she was there. Like, oh, good point. That Between that episode two and three, that's never been seen in live action. That has not. You're correct. So that'd 
be fun to see some stuff in there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, wild theory. What if Ewan McGregor's in this bad boy too? Oh, let's go. I don't know. I'm just if we're going for flashbacks. Sign me up. Here's a weird thing that um, happened yesterday, which has you know led people going like, "Ooh, why are we doing this? Specifically, why are you doing this, James Gunn? Why? Why is he doing it? As he said, uh, he put out a pretty lengthy tweet. I think it was just yesterday about the Man Who Laughs, a movie from I think like nineteen. It was, 29 or 30, can't remember off the top of my head. Isn't that one of the inspirations of the Joker? Yes, that there was kind of like, you know, for all that, like, his tweet was like, you know, for all the things like these different guys who are working on Batman on an earlier, on the early stuff say like, oh, I did this, oh, I did this, and there's not a lot of, like, people coming together on something, but something that, like, everyone backs up is like, yeah, everyone goes with um, Conrad Veet and the man who laughs is a major inspiration for the Joker. And if you look at it, yeah, but it brought up speculation of why are you bringing this up? Why is this important right now? It could be nothing. It could just yeah. James Gunn being like, here's some fun movie facts. Yeah. But also like the speculation of like, does this mean something for the character for whatever new version of the Joker we get? Like, does it mean something for his origin? Does it? Well, I don't know. I don't have an answer because it was a little just a little tweet tease. It's a good point. It's a great point. It could mean nothing. could mean something. It gives people something to talk about. Yeah. People like us that have podcasts. <laughs> and the answer is, I don't know. Yeah. That's generally what people with podcasts they'd be like here's my opinion but at the end of the day i don't know yeah it's it's a very interesting silent movie um dealing with this guy with this freakish face who's like in love and blah 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 so i don't know Mm -hmm. we'll kind of say i've thought about doing it for the show before but the only reason that we haven't is i've seen the movie in the past but it's it's a pretty long movie oh okay that's literally the only reason we haven't done it is it longer than the snyder cut i think it's like two and a half oh well it's not longer than the snyder cut but I mean, most silent movies aren't that long. It's just like two and a half hours. What are you doing? Guy playing the piano gets really tired. <laughs> I guess. I mean, it's a it's a good enough movie. It's not great. It's one of those movies where I never would have seen it if not for the influence mm. of knowing, like, oh, like Joker has history here. Let me check this thing out. You're like, oh wow. I li- I'd never. I don't know if I w- ever would have heard of this movie if it wasn't for that. Like as we were just talking about, like you know, some things get remembered, th- some things don't. I don't. If it wasn't for the Joker influence, I don't think anyone would remember this movie. But it's still good enough. That is one creepy dude. Oh yeah, Conrad Veet. Yeah, it's, he's got some. Uh, the man who laughs. I can definitely see the Joker piece to that. That movie was supposed to be the first talkie horror movie. But he's wearing so much shit in his mouth that he couldn't actually talk. Oh, fair so, enough. So they ended up just doing another silent movie. And the first talkie movie would go to Dracula. Uh, he doesn't laugh. He just sucks. Children of the night. What the music they make. Yeah, so I don't know what's going on with that. But something with the Joker and something connected to an old movie, that's fine. I don't know. I haven't rewatched it in a while. Maybe we will watch it for the show. All right, there just you go. Like, here we go. you got to sit down and watch this two and a half hour silent movie. Because it's silent, you actually have to look at the screen because they're not talking at you. Ah. <sighs> Are there other title cards for me to read? Yes. Okay, then. See, there's something to do. I mean, watch it. Well, yes, but understanding. Uh, a couple small updates. The Dark Tower, still happening. Yay! Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, Mike Flanagan was on a podcast. He's like... Not ours. No. Didn't ask him. Oh. We're too big for him. Don't know about that. <laughs> He's like, uh, there's like some people circling it for the cast. Can't talk about that. Oh, like... It's made it sound like there was actually someone to distribute it now, because that was kind of a thing of shopping it around. So, so uh, there were some people they were working with. Can't talk about that. We're going to be doing, like, creating, like, some new filmmaking techniques. Can't talk about that. It's like, but things are going well. So what can he talk about? Uh, nothing. Oh, okay. It's also, aside from just in general, uh, not talking about stuff, you know, before they get announced in ways that are planned out. Also, strike stuff. Mm, that's fair. We're yeah, that probably... makes makes a lot of sense, actually. Makes all the sense. He, also, he talked about his other Stephen King project, The Life of Chuck, uh, which he calls the least commercial thing I've ever made. 
producing partner is pulling his hair out over it. Yeah. But uh, the kind of interesting thing about that, um, obviously, Dark Tower and Life of Chuck, both Stephen King things. Originally, Stephen King didn't want to give him Life of Chuck because he was already working on Dark Tower and he doesn't like more than one person working on one of his projects at a time. So they don't kind of like stall and like cannibalize each other. Mm, that's fair. But he kept telling him, he's like, if I make this, it's going to be the best movie I'll ever make. So it feels like he has a lot of faith in what's going on. Yeah. A few months go by. He's like, oh, whatever happened with that movie? He's like, yeah, someone had the rights. No, they don't. He's like, you know, I'll say it again. This will be the best movie I ever make. He's like, fine, you can have it. All right. Well, there it is. I like it. He, you know, he's taking a big swing. It's like, with, trust me to do this. With a very weird story. I don't really, I don't know how you make that movie. Very carefully. It's, it's weird. It's weird subject matter. And it's not, nothing about it is obvious, I guess. I don't know. It's, it's, a, I like the story. It's just a weird one. Just now, mm. now if I was thinking, um, what would I want to make into a movie that would not even cross my mind as something to adapt? All right. Be like the bottom of the list, just based on like, it's just so weirdly not cinematic, but you could also maybe make it cinematic. I don't know. We'll see. All right. That's the news. That was that was quick. I'm surprised you didn't try and go to the David Harbour thing over at Theater at Monmouth. No. Oh, well, I thought you were a David Harbour fan. Yeah, I like him fine. You just didn't want to spend an evening with him at the Monmouth Theater? Didn't really consider it. All right. Well, there it is. Did you? Nope. Well, there you go. No, it was after the fact. I'm like, it would have been cool to go to that and like review it for the show, but maybe even say, like, hey, would you like to be on our show? No, I would never. Oh, God, no. Don't want to corner strangers like that. Hey, you never heard of me before. Will you agree to do a podcast you know nothing about? Maybe David Harbour's a big pot. Like, you'd be like, oh, my God, I'm a big, you know, Editor's Note comics fan. And forget the name of the show. No. I saw your eyes roll back in your head like you had to think about it. Well, I was going to say I'm a big fan of Zach and Jared, but that was going to be very unlikely. Yeah, I think they're both pretty unlikely. So, no, I'm glad I didn't accost David Harbour in person. Well, no, you would have reached out to, like, his publicist or something or his agent. You have a terrible plan so far. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter because it's a plan that's not going to happen because the opportunity is coming gone. Oh, well. All right, hey, time for sports reports. Don't you mean it's time for Weird Comics Facts? Yeah. All right, time for Weird Comics Facts. And I forgot the name of the show. Here are some weird comic facts. Prepare accordingly. I'm going to make some weird shit. It's pretty freaky, but it's safe. Hey, we're talking uh, Batman Ninja Turtles crossover this week, so I thought I'd run down some of the many crossovers the Ninja Turtles have had because Uh they're... Just crossover whores. I like it. The crossover with everything. This isn't even a full list. This is just a partial list. Is it that they're crossover whores, or is it that everybody wants to be with the Ninja Turtles? Just ride those coattails? Yes. Archie. Just Archie and the gang riding those coattails? Mm-hmm. What about you, Garfield the cat? Real one that happened? Yeah. Thought you'd react more to Garfield, because it's weird. It is weird. I love Garfield, and you hate Garfield, though. It's true. I do not like Garfield. The Power Rangers. Yes, I, I remember that. Live action two-parter. Did mm-hmm. we ever do that on the show? Uh, maybe? I don't know if we have, or maybe no. I just threatened you with it. Probably. Like, behave, or you'll have to do this. <laughs> like, yes, sir. Ghostbusters. Crossed over with the Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Cerebus, that's talking aardvark. They've been in video games. They crossed over with DC and Injustice 2. They were the last DLC pack to get as fighters. Oh, nice. Usagi Ujimbo, many times. The Flaming Carrot, a couple of times. Savage Dragon, a couple of times. Sonic the Hedgehog, once, I think. Oh. And then, of course, Michelangelo crossed over with a ton of 80s and 90s cartoon stars to tell you not to do drugs in the cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue. Do you have any memory of this? No, I do not. Oh, my God. Yep, fine. you got to at least look it up to see how many characters are in this. Maybe i got to hunt this down on YouTube now. Maybe I'll do something over the... Uh, give me something to do this evening when I'm supposed to be paying attention to a Zoom call. Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue. Oh, my gosh. you got Muppet Babies in there. You've got... 
Alvin and the Chipmunks. Winnie the Pooh, Tigger. Winnie the Pooh, Tigger. Alf. Alf is their Bugs Bunny. Slimer, the Smurfs, Garfield, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, Winnie the Pooh. Wow. Yeah. And that's they, an all-star cast. Well, maybe that's the thing we have to watch. And they all come together to tell you not to do drugs. Drugs don't stand a chance against these guys. Pretty sure that the people who created them did drugs at some point. They also picked Michelangelo, the turtle, who would probably do the most drugs. That's a good point. Or people like not Slimer the from the Ghostbusters. Better. People hallucinating. Would drugs work on ghosts? I don't know. I don't. That's a good question. He likes hot dogs. Well, he's got. He eats. He's he's got the munchies. George C. Scott is in this. General Patton himself. There we go. That that's the biggest one. But that was just one Ninja Turtle and basically everyone else from the eighties slash nineties. All right, there it in is. Cartoon form. All right, that's your weird comics fact. So from all stars teaming up to all stars wanting to get away from each other, it's time for Jared Sports Reports. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. Bear tested. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. It's time for another Jared Sports Report. Well, you're talking about basketball. I want to talk football for a minute. Oh, do you? I mean, Red Sox are Red Soxing. They're kind of like there. They exist. Chris Sale's back. Had a really good outing. We'll see. I mean, mid-August. They got a month and a half to figure it out. But their farm system, doing pretty well. Other important news out there, David Krejci from the Boston Bruins has also announced his retirement. So now Bergeron and Krejci both retiring over the summer. So some holes to fill there for the Bruins, which kind of makes the sting of that first round playoff exit after the best regular season in history sting a little bit more. (laughs) So you've got that going on. Because now you're going to be worse. Yes. New England Patriots, they lose their preseason opener. Uh, um, No Mac Jones. He did suit up and did all the warmups, but he didn't play. Uh, They lost to the Houston Texans. I'm trying to remember what it was like. I think it was like 14 or 17 to 9, something like that. Uh, not a not a great showing from them. The big story coming out of that, though, Malik Cunningham, undrafted free agent from Louisville, electrified everybody with his play in the fourth quarter at quarterback. Did better than both Trace McSorley and Bailey Zappi. In fact, some people think that Bailey Zappi's role or job as backup quarterback could be in danger. Are we having a freak-out moment or not? I'm going to tell you right now, Malik Cunningham, barring injury, knock on wood, he doesn't get hurt, is going to make the 52-man roster. He's, he's going to be on the team. They can't let him go to the practice squad and let somebody come scoop him up. And the Patriots making some more headlines today. They signed running back Ezekiel Elliott to a one-year $6 million deal. So that shores up the backfield a little bit. Gives Ramonde, Ramonde Stevenson some help back there. Ramondre Stevenson. There we go. Third time's the charm. You know, it helps. Uh, some help in the backfield. Pretty good third down block. Uh, blocker pass protection can still run the ball pretty well scored effectively inside the red zone had 12 touchdowns and just under a thousand yards last year i love this signing pretty team friendly deal i mean six million uh up it could be worth up to six million it's a little steep for the current running back market but uh i like bringing him in reminds me a lot of the Corey dillon signing back during their first uh super bowl dynasty they've signed him prior to their two their back-to-back super bowl wins so I like the signing. Again, he doesn't have to do a whole lot. He doesn't have to be the feature back. Allows him to you know, still play. I think he can still play at a high level. So we'll see. Patriots on their way to Green Bay for some joint practices with the Packers and a Saturday night game at Lambeau. Yeah, I watched the first quarter of their preseason game. Because, yeah. Because then they pulled everyone. So I was like, I don't. I immediately stopped caring. No, Jalen <laughs> um, Jalen Mills moving to safety had a pick off, uh, had an interception. So that was good. Proud of him for that. 
transitioning from corner to free safety to fill that void by Devin McCourty retiring. So defense was pretty solid early in the game. Um, backups, not so much. Gave up a couple of touchdowns to the Texans, but a lot of those guys probably will end up being practice squad or not squad, except for Malik Cunningham. That's what I got. And the funny news. James Harden trying to burn it all down, trying to pull a Jimmy Butler. I don't think he tried. I think he is succeeding in burning it down. <laughs> Except Jimmy Butler was much better than him when he's at that point in his career when he uh, threw his whole fuss in Chicago and got shipped out. Mm. Wait, no, it wasn't even Chicago. It was Minnesota. Sorry, I went back one team too many. Yes, you did. It's easy to it's easy when there's so many of them. But yeah, James Harden. Uh, there's video of this, so it's just out there. I don't know the context around the video. I don't know how much context I need. Talking about um, GM Daryl Morey, who followed him from Houston, by the by. Really? Yeah. The quote was, Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be involved. Um, I'm not getting the quote exactly right, because I'm forgetting it. Like, in an association that involves him. No, he he definitely so gave. Daryl Morey is a liar, mm. and I will never be involved. Okay, Jesus Christ. Because it came out um, that trade talks with Harden installed with everyone. So they just went, all right, we're just going to keep going. Like, you're on the team next year, buddy. Nope. And now he's like, just throwing a little tantrum. I don't want to play with Joel Embiid. That's not what he said. But Also, one other big piece of basketball news. You'll appreciate this. Uh, yeah, Cooper Flag, uh, Maine native. Cooper Flag from Newport, Maine. I think he was listed as number two on the ESPN class of 25 rankings has reclassified. He has uh, moved up one year. He was going to be a junior this year. Now he's in his senior year at Mount Vert Academy, uh, making him eligible to go out into the NCAA a year early. And he's probably going to be a one and done at Duke seems to be the popular speculation right now. It usually is. But I think he's also moving into a class, the class of 24, where he would automatically be the best. Pro he'd be the number one prospect in that class. So one of the highest touted talents in the country from national from a uh, high school basketball standpoint moving up a year yeah that's cool so it's really fun to watch him wherever he lands yes you know everyone in Maine's like oh come back to maine sorry no don't live vicariously <laughs> don't live vicariously through him let this young man have his experience <laughs> duke would be a great land for him i know duke from everything I, i've read and heard duke wants him really really bad so what you mean the place that likes to get number one draft picks and yeah kind of known for being a bunch of douchebags that's cool well except for cooper's not a douchebag but i guess he shouldn't go there wow all the duke hate for no real reason yeah. he's no christian leitner when it comes to being hated but there you go there's your sports reports all right gonna move on from there to star trek strange new worlds the strangest of worlds season finale so you're saying the universe created a sitcom starring two avengers nope we're screaming at streaming so let's not waste another minute. Settle in, sharpen your pencils, and check this out. So, question. What are we going to watch now? We got, what, 10 days till Ahsoka comes out? Yeah. So we have nothing to watch for next week. Or the week after that, really. Wow, it's almost like I have a plan. Oh, shit. It's not bad. You just have to show up. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's even better. Do I have to read anything? No, you just show up. Now I'm concerned by this plan. Make my own plans. I'm glad for you. So that has nothing to do with Star Trek. No, it doesn't, because they clearly need a better plan right now, because they're in a world of hurt. Uh, full spoilers for this, by the way, if you haven't seen it, because, you know, this one, they bring us back. It's time for a good old-fashioned Trek cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gotta love them. Did you know it was going to be a cliffhanger heading into the episode? Uh, no, I didn't. Oh. At what point in the episode, you're like, mm, this could be a cliffhanger. When everyone got transported up and it looked wrong. Yep. Same. <laughs> I was like, 
mm, that's not mm. right. That's not right. And I'm like, oh, and she's still got Gorn eggs in her hand, in her arm. That's not going to resolve itself in 15 minutes. No. But we do get the introduction of Scotty. Yes, which as Montgomery soon as Scott. as soon as he was on the screen, I'm like, mm, Scotty. Even I was like, didn't even open his mouth. I'm like, red shirt, Scott, red shirt who's alive, gotta be Scotty. Yeah, the show did a big thing of like, if you know their name, they're the only one who survives. An entire ship goes down. Who's the one survivor? Nurse Chapel. Yes, uh, but no. Back back to Scotty. <laughs> I liked him well enough. I mean, he's you know he's channeling him a bit. He's not. He doesn't have like the aggressive confidence, but I mean, it's also early in his career, so he doesn't need to have that yet. He's a great mix of James Doohan and Simon Pegg. Yeah. I think it's a nice blend of the two iterations of the character. When I think of Scotty, like, for as much, like, he can be jovial and fun, but, like, if someone, like, wrongs him, like, in that show, he'll just, like, you get on his shit list so fast. Well, I mean. This kid doesn't appear to, like, have a shit list yet. Also, still young, though. Yeah, people you don't want to piss off, like mechanics, engineers, people who work on things to make your things work, don't make them upset. Barbers, don't upset your barber. Mothers, be good to your mothers. Great. Um, I do. I did like him, but we are starting to, depending on what they want to do with him, and obviously, like, Kirk's not on the ship yet, we're running out of main characters to introduce. We're kind of, Well, we got Sulu. Yep. Bones. Sulu, Bones, and Chekhov. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. We're- and Chekhov, I... I hope they introduce him, but they're going to have to make him young because there's that always that plot hole, like because he, he wasn't there till season two, and then in Wrath of Khan, he sees Khan, he's like Khan, like he knows everything that happened, even yeah. though he wasn't on the show at that point, and probably not on the ship. So I do hope they eventually introduce Chekhov. Yeah, they could check off that box. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, thank you for the bell. I appreciate it. No, never. And the one that uh, I screwed up and. You know, I'm not really apologizing for it because I went back. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's why I don't remember. It's like, you know, when Bones comes in, like, Mbanga's going to have to go. Like, no, he's on the ship. He's a character from the original series. Wow. He's in two episodes. And you know what he does? Nothing. Basically nothing. All right. <laughs> so, But he's also not in, like, McCoy's above him. So I don't know what happens there. But he gets demoted somehow or someone else goes above him. I don't know. Uh, maybe like what's gonna happen to his character oh he's just a doctor on the ship later on who does get to smack spock around though maybe he gets demoted because of the incident with the klingon yeah i was thinking maybe something like that. and then like they have to bring in like somebody else mccoy for example yeah that would be the guy they bring in yes yeah maybe (laughs) there's like spock was um coming out of something i don't even remember now i just watched the episode like two weeks ago but he's coming, I think he was shot, and like for like his Vulcan system to not like get overloaded for him to die, mm-hmm. Nurse Chapel had to start smacking him repeatedly, just back oh, and wow. forth, back and forth. And then Mbanga comes in, uh, someone pulls her off. He's like, no, and he keeps on like just backhanding Scott, <laughs> Spock, just slap, 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 slap. Spank him around. So, you know, like I, said, I didn't really remember the character, but it's got to have a scene where he slapped Leonard Nimoy like 12 times <laughs> after Nurse Chapel slapped him like 12 prior. Yes. So yeah, I, t- I totally forgot that character was in the original series, but forgive me, he's barely there, so I kind of forgot him. Yeah, I guess, yeah, he'd be very forgettable in that. Uh, For his whopping two episodes where he's a background character. I will say, like, reflecting on this episode in the season, the second half, very yo-yo. Like, one week, fun and jovial, the next week, serious as hell. Fun and jovial, serious as hell. Like, there's, like... I don't know. I kind of enjoyed it, but I did feel kind of a little bit of a whiplash effect from like, oh, last week we had a wonderful... Well, sometimes you got to set that up so it's not just all dour all the time. That's true. But as I was saying, like last week, I had a wonderful sing-along. This week, bloody fights. I wonder if this was a reference or not, but having like that slow fight with the 
with a Gorn in space. I'm like, I've seen a slow Gorn fight before. Is this a reference? Eh, I don't know if it was or not. I don't know also, if it was the- either until I was literally writing it down. I wrote down slow space fight, and I went, wait a minute. I did get some flashbacks to First Contact when they had the space fight. Yeah. But also, it was very hard to have any kind of like sense, like you said, there's so much plot armor for people like Nurse Chapel and Spock that when he's on the ship that's like disintegrated and he's placing the retro rockets on it and the Gorn appears, it's like, well, that Gorn's dead because Spock can't die and Nurse Chapel can't die. Yeah, that's what is the risk or yeah, the risky run with something like this is the tension goes away. I love that Nurse Chapel Num- was the only person to survive on that ship. One. Number one can't die because there is num- there's a number one in the original series. So she's pretty well protected, you would think. I mean, Christopher Pike is going to get disfigured and live in a wheelchair, but... Got to get his bleep bloop box. Yeah, but before that, he was maimed and in a wheelchair. Yeah, that's the bleep bloop box. Oh, that's right. Yes. It just goes up to... It's a weird wheelchair. It's like an iron lung on wheels with three lights. Nope, not going to do it. Good. (laughs) Don't you goddamn dare. He's going to do it? Nope. Okay, moving on. I could actually believe I could see three lights. There are four lights. <sighs> I do love, once again, hey, it's a Star Trek show with the Enterprise. What do they do? They go, goddamn rogue. That's what they do. Yes. They're like, we're uh, we're not supposed to cross this line. Cool. What is the best way to cross this line? Yeah, immediately. Yeah. And one time when they go rogue, there's always, there's always that thing. Like, it's every show, every season, every movie where the captain just ends up going like, I'm not asking you to do this with me. Like, if... You refuse, like, yeah, I completely understand. And just one time, I want someone to go, No, I'm not caught getting caught up in your bullshit. No, I'm gone. Yes, I mean, I guess we kind of had that with um, the captain in Picard. Yeah, that's true. We did have that there. <laughs> uh, I already forgot. His I name. did like the line in the in the show, This red alert can't get any redder. <laughs> it's like, mm, You're right. That's why they have grades, they have three lights, I suppose regular light, yellow light, red light. Well, that that you should have condition normal, yellow alert, red alert. I know, but I want it to just be all in Captain Pike's bleep bloop chair. Oh, okay. Three lights. I do like, you know, there are some stakes of the whole crew, you know, just getting kidnapped by the Gorn. I'm like, why not? Yeah. Maybe somebody in that group doesn't make it. Also, I was really surprised by how much of that Gorn suit is practical, like most of it. Like that dude in the spacesuit? Yeah. Mostly a practical suit. Obviously not the tail. No, the tail, not so practical. But like everything else, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. I thought the, the weightless effects looked decent for what it was. and Big slow space fight. Yep. No, enjoyable season of TV. And now we have that classic, I do love the classic Star Trek cliffhanger. And, and the classic font. And now that they've done it, they're never going to not do it now. Mm, true. Because that's what happened. But how many more seasons of this show can you really flush out? One, maybe two? Uh, I don't know. It's got some legs on it. It's so well received. I don't see it going anywhere anytime soon. We don't have a good measurement for this yet. Like Discovery is going five seasons, but that thing is consistency is not its strong suit. It does a great job of reinventing itself like every year because they're like, oh, that didn't work. Let's do something else. Mm. Well, they don't have Captain Pike in that show anymore. He gone. Or no. no. Was he in Discovery? No, he was. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I lied. Yeah. Um, a couple of them were. Yes. And then ended up uh, spitting off. All right, that's it for Strange New Worlds. They're done, baby. <laughs> for now. Yeah. I'm still really enjoying the show. But I can't wait for it to come back. Mm. But there's also so much Star Trek between here and there. It's like I never have to feel like Star Trek is gone for that long. It's true, like, you don't. Oh, man, there's at least two entire other seasons. Oh, shit, I forgot to write that down. Um, For the, we don't know if it's going to actually land anywhere 
uh, Star Trek Prodigy. They release like the first five minutes of episode two, and they're going to go on like their time travel mission to save Chakotay, and Janeway is going to bring them, but she's going to bring them out on a new version of Voyager. Mm, is like, it one that, by the way, how impractical was it to have warp nacelles that were on hinges? Just saying, like, if there was a failure in one of those, like, things that could, like, rotate, like, oh, let's make this starship different than the others. And people are like, oh, what's different about it? The nacelles rotate. And the other... It seems wildly impractical. Well, uh, Janeway wasn't in that clip. Uh, we do get the Doctor. He's back. Uh, I do like the Doctor. Yeah, he's, he's still got his um, hollow emitter, so he's just walking around with everyone, telling them stuff, being annoyed that they're kids. Yes. I also love how they, you know, hand wave the fact that he is a hologram away and let him have a hollow emitter that he took him anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> that was just out of necessity. Like this, Because for a while, I was like... This dude can either be on this one set, or if we're all in the ready room, we have him on a screen. Yes. Which was annoying. Very annoying. All right, going to move on from there to Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm the best there is at what I do. But what I do best isn't very nice. It's time for an Editor's Note podcast review. He also had a great line in First Contact. It was a great homage line. I'm a doctor, not a doorstop. Moving on. This movie came out in 2019. It is the follow-up of four different comic series for Batman and Ninja Turtles. Uh, all six-issue series. There were three main ones, and then one that um, also did the uh, Batman the Animated Series with the current Ninja Turtle show at the time. First crossover, really great. Third crossover, goes nuts. Gets involved with the Mirage Ninja Turtles. Eastman comes in, does some art. The one with the animated uh, Batman, also great. Yes. And the less we say about the second one, the better. Okay, then we won't say anything. Oh, my God. It's... <laughs> I don't know. All right. I haven't read it in a while either, so, you know, maybe my memory is harsher than it is in reality, but, ooh, that second one. All right, so, hey, what's the story here? So, the title is misleading, because Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they fight, like, once for 30 seconds. And then they're friends. Yes. Like every crossover movie ever. Mm, true. Because it was a case of mistaken identity. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Anyway... The Ninja Turtles are in Gotham following Shredder because Shredder has a new business partner. Ooh. At the same time, Batman is like, oh, people are breaking in trying to steal Wayne Technologies tech. Who is it? And there's a case of a little mista mistaken identity. But it's your favorite guy, Rasha Ghoul. He's in cahoots with Raish. the Shredder. Raish Raish. Ghoul. But I think it's very funny that everyone pronounces it differently. Some people say Raish, other people say Raz. It's very inconsistent throughout the movie. It is true. I was like, when the first person said Raza Ghoul, I'm like, mm-mm. Nope, it's, it's, it's Raish, and I said Rosh, so there you go. So the turtles end up, again, by the way, I think it's, it was one of my favorite moments was how they just found the Batcave. The turtles like, well, I just triangulated, and there it was. Hey, Donatello figured it out. Yeah, because Donatello is smart. Yes, he does machines. Yes, he does do machines. Meanwhile, Michelangelo, party dude, he may have been my favorite character in the, in the movie. He was just, he was fun. He was just excited about everything. Yes. When he was riding the dinosaur. Yeah. Wearing Batman cowl. Yes. That was fun. So long story short, because it's pretty much the second half of this movie is just one big punch up. The bad guys, Ra's al Ghul and Shredder. Shredder wants access to Lazarus Pit so he can keep the Foot Clan going for thousands of years and wants to make mutants. They have a form of mutagen and they're able to pretty much take the entire rogues gallery and turn them into mutants. So you had kind of a weird lizard 
snake type thing that was the joker yeah because that's what i think of when i think of i don't know what it would turn into i'm like yes clowns yes big snake harley quinn i couldn't really figure out what she was that was a hyena okay it was like it was weird uh you had the uh mr freeze i almost called him dr freeze mr freeze was a polar bear bane was just a bigger scarier teethier version of bane <laughs> i did like it was like i'm the one who broke the bat and then he hurts his knee on the shell yeah. the turtle shell i do yes he tries to go for that back snap and move nothing really happens to the penguin baxter stockman is kind of annoying and funny at the same time in this movie i like yeah he's um he's stuck so anyway through all this process batman gets well he he actually grows like real wings and is mutated for a little bit but they have an anti-mutagen but plot armor for the turtles it only works if you've been mutated in the last like 48 hours not since your dna is permanently rewritten so yeah. it's pretty much one big punch up. The entire rogues gallery for Batman is there, but they're all mutants. Very similar storyline to Secret of the Ooze when they had to unmutate Taka and Razor. It was fun. It was a fun 80 some odd minutes. I enjoyed it. You got a little bit of everybody in there. They have a pizza part at the end. Batman says Cowabunga. The Shredder supposed to be dead, but I'm sure he's alive. Yeah, there's a post credit scene where he's a Joker now. Oh, I, I missed the post credit scene. That's all right. Oh. So the movie itself is very accurate to the first run in the comics up to a point, which is weird. Like that it just does its own thing. Like the first like four issues, maybe even five, are translated pretty evenly. Like some stuff gets switched out. Like in the be- in the movie, um, they fight the penguin. And in the book, they fight Clayface? Was it Clayface? I don't know. No, it was Killer Croc. In the book they fight Killer Croc. Oh, okay. Who's a probably less interesting character than the Penguin in most iterations. So it was fun getting some of the Penguin stuff. And like you said, there's a silliness to this of, like, obvi- just the silliness of, like, obviously, like, Batman or Ninja Turtles. But just being excited about, like, ooh, the Penguin has umbrellas that fire machine guns. Oh, yeah. And it's like, oh, and now he flies. It's, it's a gunbrella. <laughs> there's just little, there's sillinesses in there. And there's quite a few references. I don't think anything that's going to be too overbearing for anyone. Uh, the, I think there's probably... Because it's, while it's it's more of a Batman story because it takes place in Gotham, I think there are more like little turtles references, yes, and there different stuff. Um, it like it follows the books very closely, and like in the books, like the climax is they fight all of the characters who have been mutated. Versus this is like yeah, that's kind of the third act, but also we have a whole other act after that. Mm, this pizza is, party. This is a four act movie. Yes, uh, Batman doesn't turn into a bat in uh, the comic. No, he gets he gets pretty messed up in this. And then the whole thing, uh, at, and then, I mean, that would just be the end of the book. But then they do this whole other thing where they have to go through a massive chase sequence, including against a dinosaur and the Batmobile and the turtle van. Like, all of that stuff is we, not in the book at all. I see, there was a nice chase sequence in this. Yeah. That was fun. Also, for, re- I mean, I think it was, is it PG-13? I think it was maybe PG-13. I can remember. Yeah, maybe. Because I would say... For a turtles like a animated movie, especially where it kind of circles around the turtles, I get, I get that you know. Well, obviously the in the nineteen ninety movie, Raphael says bitchin', but it was a it was a tough night to be an Arkham Asylum guard. Very <laughs> yeah. tough night. I love the gag of um Poison Ivy turns into a giant Venus flytrap, but she, mm. she also has roots, so she can't move. That was hilarious. <laughs> that, was, that was a good little gag. So I mean, they make up some stuff for this movie. I like the, the relationship with the Bat family. They only have Batman, Batgirl, and uh, Damian Wayne Robin in there. Yeah, but they do make that previous kind of you know allusion to the fact that you know a Robin is dead because they're like, how would you like to lose another sidekick kind yeah. of thing? Uh, there was also the weird part where. The snake version and the hyena version of Joker and um, Harley 
like they touch tongues. <laughs> yeah, and that right. was that was fun. Michelangelo, like, well, that's disturbing. So it was fun. I thought it was a it was a fun adventure. If you're looking for something, if you haven't seen anything like this, and you're looking for something that was that would touch on your like your, your turtles nostalgia from the nine like late eighties, early nineties. Like you said, you got to kind of fast forward more to like the Nickelodeon iteration for the, for the time, but also the Batman very much not your animated series style Batman. Different voice. Joker and Batman are voiced by the same guy in this. Yes, but you could tell he was Troy Baker trying. I mean, did a really good job, but he was trying to channel some of that Kevin Conroy into the voice. But yeah, I mean, who doesn't? No, exactly. Point? And I do love the closing credits of this. Did you watch any of that? Like all the panels from the... What they did is they took a bunch of famous Batman covers and a bunch of famous turtle covers. They just mashed the two things together. It was entertaining. And they just scroll through and they they get pretty out there with some of them. I mean, even one of them kind of like wildly in the background is... I forget what Batman cover it is, but it's not just Ninja Turtles. It's like the one of the two times Jack Kirby ever drew the Ninja Turtles. It's like the Kirby Turtles are in the background version of one. I'd also like to say, for the record, I had this idea before the movie came out. Boom, up there. 2015 or 16, I can't remember. Mashing up. Oh, yeah. There you go. Uh, Batman number one cover with a Ninja Turtle. And you have the only copy of that. Well, yeah, because it's original. Yes. But yeah, so I I saw that. Like, hey, I had that idea first. There you go. That's what I had to say. This is really fun, though. And I I haven't watched it probably since it came out. And I threw it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I really like this. This is really fun. I kind of forgot how good it was. Yeah, I would say, yes, it's very fun. It doesn't. I would not call it like campy. I think it has enough for both the younger kids, like the younger audience, outside of the fact that couple of arkham guards get it really rough but there's no blood no it's a pretty bloodless affair yeah even the guy when the guy gets beheaded in the you know ray shot walks by with a sword with no blood on it or the fact that shredder is able to puncture a guy through his body and lift him up with his shredder claws but it doesn't go through the guy's shirt i'm looking for an explanation there but outside of that enough for both kids and adults it was fun yeah i think it's worth checking out especially while ninja turtles are hot at the moment mm-hmm. and they'll be hot again all animations gonna be hot for a little bit i think yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I have no idea. All right, that is it. Unfortunately, because we probably would have done this a week earlier, but uh, this wasn't available on um, Max anymore. It's been removed. Oh, this this movie that we watched? Yeah, otherwise oh. I just would have told you to watch it on Max, but oh. I, I had to give you my physical copy. That's true. I can't remember the last time I actually inserted a DVD into my... <laughs> probably when I gave you Blade Runner. No, because I think that was streaming. Oh, I don't know then. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, that'll do it for uh, this. So if you want to watch it, unfortunately, you got to go. Um, I guess you can probably rent it digitally, but like it's, it's not a Max anymore. So you got to find it some other way. Yeah, it's it's on several streaming platforms for like two ninety nine. Yeah, probably. All right, going to move on from there to letters to the editors. A lot of questions, number one. Damn few answers. Here's another one of your letters to the editors. Make it so. Hey, if you want to ask us your own questions, you can. It's easy enough. Mm. This is a simple method. Yes. Just type it in, editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. Mm, fire that up. Or it could be like that um com- that scam company who's trying to like get my personal information. They're saying, like, your Facebook page has copywritten material on it. It will be removed, blah, blah, blah. Like, bitch, I haven't updated that thing since like 2020, and no, there's not. And also, you're clearly a scam. It's true. You still have a top eight. <laughs> yes, on my Facebook page. Yes. No one's going to remember what that is. There are people. Oh, I forgot one other thing to mention from Sports Reports. Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk are going to still, they're still playing to fight, but it's, it's going to be happen. like in Rome, but the UFC is no longer involved. It's never going to happen. Sure, well, no, it won't. Just two obnoxious dorks 
trying to do a dick measuring contest for companies that people hate. Sounds like this show for the last eight years. <laughs> Two obnoxious dorks. Uh, yeah, send your question in. Editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. This week's question. If you were a Power Ranger, you know I mean, number one Power Rangers fan. Mm-hmm. You are a huge Power Rangers guy. Yeah. Uh, what color would you be, and what Zord would you have? Now, when I was watching last uh, in the early to mid-90s, all of their things were prehistoric animals, so I'm not picking a new animal. Maybe they do those now. I don't know. I Back in my day, they were all like mastodons and pterodactyls. Yeah, dinosaurs. Like That yeah. was the cool part about the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Or the Green Ranger just had a big dragon one. It's like, what am I? I'm the Godzilla. You going to be the Godzilla? No, because I have to make up my own one. I can't just steal his Godzilla. Oh, okay. There was a flute. You had to summon him with a flute that was in a knife. So, and then there was a big Godzilla that was a robot. The grand total of like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers or just Power Rangers episodes and things that I've watched, I could maybe count on two and a half hands total. Well, I'm going to start with what what dinosaur do I want to turn into a big robot that can punch things? That's where I start. Okay. I guess by process of elimination of them taking some of the cool ones already. I guess you could also go with prehistoric animals because there's also a mastodon and a saber-toothed tiger. It's true. They, they they were there. I remember those things. I guess by default, I'm taking Stegosaurus. All right. Then I got a robot Stegosaurus. Smack you around with his spiky-ass tail. Okay. Fair enough. What color goes with Stegosaurus? I don't know. You're the ranger. You- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, me, number one Power Rangers fan. Well, I guess we could be any color because yeah. they've all been like yeah. every color of the rainbow. See, I don't know enough about the mythos that like what the color. I just said pick a dinosaur and just a color you like. That's that's like find your find your adult film star name by your first pet in the road you grew up on. <laughs> I didn't know you were finishing it with name. It's like find an adult film star. I'm like, it's not that hard. The internet's there. No, but like your adult film star name is like your first pet and the road you grew up on. I'd be Felix Snake Root. Mm. Great. Okay. Well, anyway. We uh, haven't determined what color goes with the Stegosaurus. I'm going with green, I guess, because of the Celtics. All right. <laughs> there you go. There's my choice. Oh, my favorite color is blue, so I'd want to be a blue ranger. Do I get the, the fun knife flute, though, to summon him? I don't Sure. <laughs> whatever. You can have whatever <laughs> you me, want. To me, my Stegosaurus, but it can't be on a knife because that's been done. Uh, this one's on a fork. For some reason, I have a fork. Okay. A tuning fork. That's just... Thong. I would want to be blue because I like the color blue. Dabba dee, dabba die. And... What would I want to, hmm, I'm trying to think of what would be a good, I don't know if I want to go with dinosaur, like prehistoric animal like you did. I feel like there's got to be something. I don't know. Maybe the newer Power Rangers have different ones. I think one of them had a frog. That's boring. I don't, nobody wants to be a frog. Don't, um, don't fact me. Check. Don't fact check me on that one. No, I'm I'm not going to fact check you. Uh, we already did Tyrannosaurus. Right? Everyone loves the big Tyrannosaurus. I would be, I don't know. I can't think of like what kind of dinosaur I'd want to be. This is the dumbest question. <laughs> and I mean that, like, whoever came up with this question, it's, it's fine. It's just the fact that I'm on the spot. I haven't had a chance to, like... I didn't think it was going to be that hard of a question. If I asked, like, hey, you five-year-old, what kind of robot dinosaur do you want to ride? They'd just be like, Brontosaurus. I'm like, all right, there you go. Yeah, but I'm 34 years removed from being five. <laughs> Physically, not mentally. I actually would be... I think it would be kind of cool to be, like, like an eagle. Like a, like a giant condor. I just fly around and swoop down and, like people's eyes out and shit that's right there robot eagle robot eagle yes a blue. a blue robot eagle okay there you go that's it it's very patriotic of you hell yeah let's go look instead i'm gonna do uh the massachusetts state bird it'll be a turkey a giant G- robot turkey actually you know what? how about a giant robot ant just like strong strong ant i think a they're all blue. pretty strong they're pretty 
They're just big robots. That's a good point. I guess Eagle then, so I could fly. I feel like there'd be an advantage to that. Mine can also fly. No reason. He just can. Okay. So just making the rules up as you go along. <laughs> He's got jetpacks. All right. Well, All his little Stegosaurus fins, they flap down and they turn into jetpacks. So he has like 20 of them. They're just jet engines, not jetpacks. Slip of the tongue. Stupid me. <sighs> All right, well, if you enjoy the show, go to patreon.com slash editorsnocomics, a dollar a month to get to the show the day we record it. Plus, you get access to other things behind the paywall, including Zach's latest project, Pod to the Dark Tower. It's like three or four episodes out of that. Three. Three episodes. There are three. But not a fourth yet, but it's coming. So just believe in it. Trust in it. I have to reread something. It's been so long. Well, there you go. So patreon.com slash editorsnocomics. You can read it on your car ride down to New Jersey. I just might. All right, there you go. Uh, you can also interact with the show at editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. It's a great place to send us your questions that we can answer on the Editor's Note Comics segment. You can also rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. And you can find Zach on social media. Just look up Editor's Note Comics. On X. Yes, on X. But not on threads. No. And not on Instagram. No. Well, I guess I. it's there on Instagram. Might have been six years since I looked at it. Oh, there you go. Or more. No. I'm not sure. Yes. And I'm there, too, at Junior Rich. You are, indeed. Next week, we'll be back for the first of a two-part series. Really? Mm, yeah, really. Very exciting. We'll be counting down my top favorite 50 movies from 50 to 26. So I'm just going to sit here and let you tell me your favorite movies? Yeah, you're going to react. I figure there'd be a lot of crossover there. Oh, okay. Should I come up with my own favorite 50 movies? I feel like there's going to be a lot of crossover there. So no. <laughs> I, I would have a hard time ordering them. All right, well, I look I forward to that. sitting back, relaxing, and enjoying your... Uh... Well, you have to participate. I'll participate, yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll be back next week.